In our discipleship process, we learned last time that there are three stages of growth and development from the milk phase to the solid food to the reproduction phase, being fruitful and uh, multiplying yourself into others. Today we're going to get into the spiritual life itself. When you are discipling someone or someones, they need to uh, see the whole big picture in the simplest way possible. There were times where I just couldn't figure it out. Every Sunday I went to church and I heard a different topic. One day it's about love, another day it's about grace and about forgiveness, about dealing with others, ministry, and so on. And I couldn't put it together. There were 52 Sundays every year. That makes it 104 Sundays every two years. And over the years, it could be hundreds and hundreds of topics. Add to it Bible studies, add to it my own personal reading. I couldn't put it all together. And then I was assigned a project to uh, explain Christianity to Muslims. That's when I was in college, or actually right after college. I got into publication work, Bible translation, and so on. And I just said, Muslims have a very simple five pillars and six articles of their belief. What can we do to help those people who come from that mindset See the whole big picture of Christianity in the simplest way possible. So as I thought about this for a long time, I thought of the uh, three things that are very critical for anything physical to exist. For instance, this book. It has three dimensions. No four, just three dimensions. Not two, not one. There's the length, the width, and the depth. And these three have to exist together. You cannot have zero length and still have a width and a depth. You cannot have one without the other two. So I thought, what are those three things in the spiritual realm that have to coexist together and they are foundational and basic, without which there is no spiritual life? And bingo! As I began to think and pray about it, the Lord revealed to me those three things. And I call these the three dimensions of the spiritual life. There are different ways of explaining these three things. One of them is to look at the physical uh, whatever it is that exists, and there are three dimensions. Another way is to look at it from the point of view of the vertical and the horizontal and then the depth, the inner. Uh, this is known by a lot of Christians, that God is calling us upwards, but also inward and outward. So these three dimensions are length, width, and depth, upward, inward, outward. I find this to be the most helpful because the upward has to do with my relationship with God. God is calling us first to Himself. When you know God and you grow in your knowledge of Him, this is called the heavenly calling or the calling heavenwards. We look in Hebrews 3 and we see that language. Therefore, my brothers who share the heavenly calling, 
Fix your thoughts on Jesus, the Apostle and High Priest, whom we confess. So there is this higher calling toward God. And in that there are three elements. In fact, each one of these three dimensions has also three elements, making them nine points. We're going to try to explain this. And the best way I can explain it is through the picture of the cross. The cross has a vertical line, horizontal line, and it also has a thickness. Put in the middle of the cross a circle and write on it, Christ. It's all centered in Christ. This is where Jesus was crucified. In fact, that's probably the place where his heart was. In the center of the cross is Jesus. It's all about Jesus, who reconciled us on the cross and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, we call others to be reconciled to God. So the cross is a good way to summarize the three dimensions of our spiritual life. Let's look now at the upper side and imagine the cross having arrows up and down. The upper side is stretching higher and higher and higher towards God in the three areas. Knowing God, loving God, and worshiping God. God wants us to know Him. Sadly, in Islam, God is unknowable. I uh, wrote about uh, the, Im the uh, attributes of God in Islam and Christianity and uh, quoted uh, Hassanain Haikal in the book he wrote on Hayat Muhammad or the life of Muhammad. It's a 600-page book uh, in which he explains what uh, Islam is about was also crit critical of Christianity. And he says that Christians think that they will know God and approach Him and have a personal relationship with Him. They must not, we must not think like them because approaching God harms rather than helps the seeker, which is sad. Well, I'm glad to say that God wants us to know Him. And in uh, Ephesians chapter 1, uh, Paul prays a prayer asking that we, uh, God that we may know Him better, or that the Ephesians, the believers in the Ephesus, will know Him better. Right here in verse 17, he says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. God wants us to know Him and we need to grow in our knowledge of Him. There are two ways we know God. One is know about Him intellectually, and a lot of people just fill their mind with knowledge of God. They read the, the Bible, it's just literature, it gives them information about God. God does not want us to know Him only in the mind. He did say to His people that you confess Me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. God wants us to know Him in our hearts, intimately. The knowledge is the experience. We need to experience Him. We need to know Him intimately through His Spirit, to fellowship with Him, to worship Him, to pray um, in His presence. To Him, 
and in his presence, worshiping him and praising him through prayer as well. We need to grow in our knowledge of God. Definitely, that does not mean we should not know him intellectually as well. We need to grow in our knowledge, in our minds, and in our hearts. And that is based on the scripture. The bottom side of the cross with an arrow going down is like a tree rooted in the ground. They're roots and the, we need to be rooted in the Word of God. We know God by knowing His Word. He reveals Himself to us. He reveals His will to us and His purpose and His pleasure. If you want to know God, you know Him through His Word and through also an intimate relationship with Him through prayer and fasting. In the book of Deuteronomy, God commands His people to love Him with all of their heart, their might, and strength. You'll find it in Deuteronomy 5, you'll find it in Deuteronomy 11, and throughout the Scriptures, the whole counsel of God, all the Ten Commandments are about loving God and loving our neighbor. We need to grow also in our knowledge of God. So the three dimensions of spiritual life begin with looking up toward God, growing to know Him, to love Him, and to worship Him. And we will detail that a little bit later. The second dimension is the inner calling. We are called inward. And God does not want us just to know Him superficially from the outside. In uh, Psalm 83, you can see the, the heart the emotions and the feelings of the psalmist when <clears throat> this is the sons of Korah who wrote the psalm. It says, How lovely is your dwelling place. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. We need to know God intimately and grow in our knowledge in our hearts. And that growth inward is a growth in character of the person. When you come closer to God, you become like Him. I may remind you here that you are created in the image of God. God wants us to grow to be like Him. Second Corinthians 3.18 is a beautiful memory verse that every person needs to learn in your discipleship. Uh, put that as a list uh, of uh, one of the uh, verses you need to teach your disciples. 3.18, 2 Corinthians 3.18. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. Notice that reflection. It's like a mirror that reflects God. When you get to know God, and be intimate and close to Him, draw nearer to Him, that the song says, draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord. As you grow closer to Him, you become more like Him, and you reflect Him. So people will come to see you, and they see God in you. They see Christ-likeness in you. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory. 
other translations say, from glory to glory, meaning from one level of glory to the next. As you get closer to God, to know Him, to love Him, and to worship Him, you become more and more like Him. And the Bible tells us very clearly in Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 24 also, that we, our goal in our lives is to attain to the full measure of Christ. In verse uh, 22, he says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which being is being corrupted by the deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and in holiness. This is amazing. It's a great privilege to... To think that through Jesus Christ we can become like God. Because what God is doing in our lives is to develop our inner being to be more and more like Him so that the image of God that was lost because of sin, because of the fall, will be restored and we will be glorified with Him and be like Him. So the upper calling is towards God, affects our inner calling. We grow in our character and we become more and more like Jesus. And this happens in two different levels. One is the individual, but also the church as a community. We are uh, just many individuals. As each individual experiences the regeneration, the uh, sanctity, the holiness, the growth in character, as a church, we can reflect the glory of God so much more. Because God is calling us to more than just being saved. I want to encourage us to, with our disciples, not to think of just how do you get saved, but to how do you honor God with your life, to glorify Him by developing the Christian character that is needed. And this is a big thing. And uh, I struggle with a lot of uh, the new believers who want to maintain the old life. They still hang out with the wrong crowd. They still go um, drink and, and, and uh, engage in, in immoral acts. They need to learn that you don't come to Jesus just to be saved, but to let Jesus work His life in you fixing your eyes on Him as His pattern of life becomes your pattern of life. You are being transformed into His likeness and growing from glory to glory. God is calling you to be like Him. This is the higher calling, to know Him, to be like Him, and also to make Him known, which is the third dimension. The third dimension is outward. So upward, we can also say with the upward, there's downward, which is rooted in the Word of God. Inward, growing and maturing in our faith, in our knowledge of God, but also in our character, becoming like Him. And then out of that comes the outreach. When, when we live the life of Christ, 
we attract people to Christ. They see in us the beauty of Christ. They smell in us the aroma of Christ. They see the lifestyle of Christ that we're living. When I first became a Christian, I did not know about witness. People were coming to me in my neighborhood. A woman who lived upstairs in the third floor. We were in the second floor. She came and said, What happened to you? I was 12 years old. I used to beat her son in the, in the streets. And sometimes she would come to, to defend him and I would hit her or throw stones at her. And she said, What happened to you? And that's when I began to witness to her. I told her, Jesus entered my life and I cannot go back to the life of lying and deception and violence anymore. That change in my life is what caused, caused many neighbors to come to me or to my mother and ask, what happened to your boy? And that gave us a, a way to lead them uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ and reflect His glory in our lives. The transformation that I have experienced became a trigger or a seed that uh, fermented in the lives of many of my neighborhood people. I was delighted a few years ago to be visiting a church in Lebanon and the pastor took me to meet new members of his church. So we went up ten, uh, seven stories in a ten-story building uh, in the elevator and we rang the bell and this man and his wife come to the door and both of them dropped their mouth and they said brother George at the same time and they looked at each other and said hey do you know him do you know him they turned out to be those people from my neighborhood whom I played with is to, uh, to to fight with and um, my life, uh, uh, later on they said they came to my Sunday school, and my life influenced their life. By knowing God and becoming like Him, we earn the right and the also respect and the trust of people to come to us. It says in, in uh, 1 Peter 5, uh, 3, 15, Be ready to give answer to all those who ask you, for the hope that is in you, the reason for the hope that's in you. That means they saw in your life hope. How does that hope uh, affect others? When they see us, how we handle um, death, how we handle sickness, how we handle trouble, broken relationships, they see Christ in us. They see the love, they see the joy, they see the peace that's in us. And that gives us a platform to share the gospel with these people. The outward calling has two dimensions also, two directions. The cross has this horizontal line. On the right side, we reach out to the people within the church, the community of believers. There we get nurtured. There we worship. We listen to the teaching of the apostles. As it says in Acts chapter 4, the brothers were all meeting together and hearing the teaching of the apostles. 
we pray together in corporate prayer, we also are accountable to our uh, brethren in the fellowship of other believers. So on the right hand, we stretch the right hand of fellowship to Christians, but on the left side, we reach out to the non-Christians. So the horizontal is about drawing from the church, being charged and get encouragement and strength and learning and nurture so that we can nurture others, so we can teach others, we can witness to others, and we can also serve others. The outreach comes out of our relationship with God, with the inner transformation that God does in our lives, the fellowship of the saints, and that gives us the energy and the strength and the success in our work of service to others. Every believer is a missionary. Many people think that if they serve God, that's all they need. We need the three dimensions to work together. You need to grow daily, and there is no, t- no stopping. Don't think because you're a teacher, you're not growing anymore. As you're teaching others, you're also growing to know God, to love God, to worship God. You're growing in the internal character of the Christian, developing the fruit of the Spirit in your life. You're growing in the fellowship with the believers and the saints, but also you're growing in your outreach. Every Christian is a missionary, and every non-Christian is a mission field. We need to instill in our disciples that vision that the purpose of your salvation is the salvation of the world. 2 Corinthians 5, 17-22 is one of the most dynamic to teach us this because there are two sides of the same coin. It says here in 2 Corinthians 5, says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, uh, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us on the cross to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We don't only receive reconciliation, we also give it to others. And this reconciliation It says here that God has reconciled the world to Himself, not counting men's sins against them. And He has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. It was a joy when uh, one Saudi believer came to Christ. Immediately as she testified, she said, my goal is to reach every Muslim in the world. This is the kind of vision we need to give. And the vision has to be met with action. Action means you take as part of your discipleship the person you're discipling to witness to others, to show them that it's not all about words, but there's an action. The left side of the horizontal Uh, uh, dimension is about our feet. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. 
and the good news of Jesus Christ is to share the gospel with others. What a joy it is to see one of my disciples lead another one to Christ. This particular woman in the last eight months has led five other Saudis to Christ and is now discipling them herself. And she's still not even one year in the faith. The three dimensions of spiritual life are the upper calling toward God with the dimension of growth and development in the Word of God, rooted in the Word. It has the inner calling to be like God, but also the outer calling toward the church on one hand and toward the unbelievers on the other hand so that the cross will be complete. And all of this is centered in Christ. Christ like life is the three dimensions of our spiritual life.